is Fantastic Paints and How We Hide Them. I'm not Chris. And I'm not Karina. But we're here together. As usual. And we have some interesting topics to talk about today. I mean, we say that a lot. I, I think, think they're interesting. I think this week will be interesting. Yeah. Because I, like, I couldn't talk about it if, if I didn't find it interesting. True. I'd be like, that's, that's boring and I have nothing to say. Right. So I have like useless knowledge in all things that I'm interested in. You're so ADHD. Very. <laughs> um, it is time for our weekly recap. Good job. It's time for the weekly recap. Check in. Bitch. <laughs> I think it's my turn, is it? Whose turn is it? I think it's yours. We can just flip for it. <laughs> it might. I think it is mine. It is my turn. No, 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 no. I, I went first and third <laughs> last time because I forgot about oh, Jen. Oh, yeah, that's why. Okay. Yeah. So I have to go th- first and third now. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I should go first. <laughs> I think so because my week was a, it was a mess it's and a there's a lot. Mine is just a little bunch of dealing with you. No. Wow. It, it, I had to deal with Jen, too. So it wasn't just you. <laughs> you really are the patriarchy today, huh? huh. <laughs> I don't think my soul could handle that sentence. Now I have to die. <laughs> it got me right, right where it hurts. Right in the patriarchy. Right in the patriarchy. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and go first. Uh, let's see. My week. We had... We had to do uh, more um, kidney fun with Jen. She passed a second kidney stone. Um, so that was fun. Uh, and she <laughs> immediately, she passed the kidney stone, decided to eat some leftovers. So she ate leftover beef and broccoli. And she had two bites and then was puking and, and dealing with other parts of that fun thing um, for about six hours. Oh, God. She couldn't leave the bathroom. Oh. I had to go in there and take care of her. I had to clean out the tub a couple of times. No more and, beef. Well, and she shouldn't be eating it anyways. <laughs> You're like, wrong choice, friend. <laughs> you know, red meats are what cause kidney stones yeah. for her. So she has to avoid it anyways. <laughs> uh, but I think it was a combination of the two. Right. Um, so we had, to, we had to deal with that. She's also dealing with a lot of family issues at the moment. Yeah. Like the beginning of the week was rough. Lots of crying. Lots yeah. of rough. <laughs> yeah. And I've just been drained. Crying. Yeah. Like incessantly. I had manic. I had a manic low yesterday. It's funny. My manic doesn't last long anymore because of the medication. But yeah. when it hits, it hits hard. Right. So it's like, you know how you have like a manic episode would go and kind of like plateau and then go. It's more mm-hmm. like I hit a high point, suffer a lot, and then it drops down again. <laughs> it was intense. That's why I messaged. Crazy. I was like, I got, I got, I need sanity or insanity. I need something yep. right now. And I was like, I had a day too. So I'm coming over. Holy crap. Did she have a day? Yeah, it was Friday was not good. So that okay. was that was my week. Yes. I'm pretty sure that was all of it. Because, I mean, the rest of it was just dealing with you. Yeah, the, like, absorbing other people's week. Oh, God. Was... I was just taking all the negative energy from everybody. Oh, it was just so bad. It was just, it was, it was a week. So my week started, let's see, Monday. I don't even remember. To Monday, Tuesday, I think, passed without incident for the most part. Um, and then let's see. So Wednesday I had off cause I had appointments to do. So I went and I saw the rapid start clinic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. So the rapid start clinic, sorry, I had to like find my place in my brain. Rapid start clinic, fun times. 
So they went and they did like a bunch of labs and stuff. And then a therapist came and talked to me and he was like, do you want like counseling over this? And I was like, no, it's fine. I'm good. And so he stuck around and chatted because he was like, I work sped and he has a kiddo who is special mm, needs. Yeah. And so we chatted about that for a minute. And then the nurse came in to assess my, um, what is it? Withdrawal risk. <laughs> God damn. And I was just like, okay. I guess. Okay. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? A headache? Right. I might be a little grouchy for a while. I don't... <laughs> and it's not really withdrawals. It's... No. If anything, you're upset. You'd be grouchy because you've lost your... Yes. Because I'm like, step. oh, I, I want the thing that helps me to, like, cope and bail out. Right. Because your order is marijuana. <clears throat> then what was layer two? Usually, like, muscle relaxers. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then pain meds. Last resort is pain meds. Yep. Mine's, like... The second and third step. <laughs> I'm not allowed to have weed because yeah. of my pain contract. But yeah, so you losing the majority of your system. Yeah, would so I'm make like, you great. Coaching. Now I have to find like other coping skills. And so then the doctor came in, and I was worried because it was a she, but she was lovely. She was wonderful. Um, she is sending. I can't remember the order of this. So she's sending it to my doctor to send me back to the pain clinic. Mm-hmm. So I'll be working with um, integrated pain services. Um, and I only ever saw them the one time. Right. <laughs> Way back when. You so, did the class. Yeah. It's been then... like three years ish. Oh, wow. Has yeah. it been that long? Yeah. Because think about it. We were sure. diagnosed or I was diagnosed in 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yep. So it's been, it's been a long time now. Um and so she was like, we can up your gabapentin. And she she was like, don't go over 1,200 milligrams a day without talking to me. And I was like, okay, sure. Okay. So <laughs> I was like, on board with that for the most part. And then I went and saw Neurology, who is, he's brand new to me. Yeah. And he was very thorough, which I super appreciated. It was a longer appointment. He actually spent time like asking questions about like the quality of my pain um, and the quality of the spasms. And so he agreed that it is, um, what is it called? Paroxysmal dyskinesia, I think. Sounds right. Yeah. Um, And it causes these like episodic attacks. Which is why I could never like pin it down. So it's like, it looks, it's, it's like dystonia. It's not constant. It's a dystonia. It's episodic. Yes, yeah. exactly. So I have these like really violent episodes. Oh, that's what it was. Monday, I had a really, really bad like neuro oh, yeah. episode. Yep. And I was just, I was in so much pain and I was just like shaking all the way through. And I had to go lay on the floor in the living room because my poor husband's trying to sleep while I'm doing all of this. Um, it was just so weird it was just a weird episode and then it like stops right on a dime it's just done and you're like okay what was that well remember when we thought it was seizures like yeah it makes sense Mm -hmm. well the other thing about the paroxysmal uh dyskinesia is that they can last seconds to hours yeah and that was the one thing when i was looking when they were looking at the at it like it was so long they were like it's too long to be a seizure yeah and i was like i don't know what this is i don't know what this is but yeah so now we're pretty sure we know what's going on. And you have new vocabulary. Yes. And he was like, what's happening is that you have, like, your electrical is just wonky. Um, and so he's like, you get caught in this essentially like a feedback loop. And then you get these, like, rhythmic movements, mm-hmm. which is what happens. Um, 
And so he also was like, go ahead and double your gabapentin. And so doing that, I met, I think, let's see. You were doing 300 Three before. Six, so. 18? Yeah. Yeah. Oops. So 18 <laughs> is what I'm on now. Yeah. So I got to like email her and be like, Neuro said uh, double it. Um, and also like they well, wanted to go slow, but it's me. Yeah. I don't have crazy side effects and my body adapts really quickly. I've so I literally problem, just like, doubled it and it was fine. I've never had a problem with speed. Like how quickly you take it. I've mm-hmm. always, I either have side effects from the medication or right. I don't. It's never like I have to ramp you up to, to a build point. up. Yeah. And I don't understand that thinking like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe normal people are different, <laughs> but for me, I'm like, let's just do it. Let's do it. She's like, you can add one at bedtime and then add another one like a week later. And I was like, no, no, no. Dude, so depending on the day, I'll take, day. I'll take one 300 or I'll take three 300s. Like, right. Yeah. If I'm having a bad day, I'm going to take more. Yep. So now I'm taking 600 three times a day. Yeah. So that puts you at 18. Yep. So I've got to email her and be like, sorry. Well, Nero suggested it. Yeah. So I'm sure she'll be okay with well, it. Well, and that was his thing. He was just like, let's try to interrupt that feedback loop. The gabapentin should help. We're going to double that. And then he wants me to keep like a log of yeah, episodes. To see if it helps yeah. like, reduce. Well, and he's like, what we're going for is not that it'll stop probably. Because he was like, I don't want to introduce more medication just yet. Let's try this with a medication that you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, because you can figure out if it yeah. is being affected by it or not. Right. And so I'm supposed to see him, I think, in three. Yeah, like, three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. So I need to make that appointment, too. <laughs> you have a lot of appointments. I'm really bad at making appointments because I'm like, yeah, I got the referral. And then I forget about it. I'm really bad about keeping appointments because yeah. if I don't have pain, it doesn't exist. Well, and that was the problem because I have that open referral for my elbow and yeah. my ankle. And I just have forgotten because they weren't bothering me at that moment. What? I missed my ultrasound. Oh, no. When was that? Oh, it was the day that Jen was sick. Oh, okay. So we'll just reschedule it. They were going to do the throat ultrasound to see what was going on with my, my throat. But Yeah. The dis... What is it? Dis, dysphagia. Dysphagia. There's yeah. too many disses in EDS. <laughs> it's just how it is. And as a side note, I'm hoping that when I meet uh, with my new pain management, it'll go like your neuro. Yeah. Where it's an actual get to know each other, go right. over everything. Yeah. Not just, oh, I see on your, your list you're taking yeah. these. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, and the funny thing was he was talking to me and I was talking about the um, retrocolis. Yeah. <clears throat> and he's like, that's not even documented here. So I'm glad we're doing this. And I was like, okay, good. Well, and I thought it was weird he didn't document it because he was the one, the, the old neuro was the one who told me what it was. Yeah. So I didn't have a name for it until he was like, oh, that's what that is. But he didn't document it. Yeah. And so I was like, I have that and I have um, the new chattering one that sucks. I fucking hate it because it's like we grew up sailing, right? Mm. In Grand Lake where the water is very cold. It's like that, like violent. Yeah. Shivering and chattering for no reason. No reason. Because a cool breeze blew across the back of my neck Mm. or like I moved wrong or I like. (laughs) That is bizarre. So weird. So weird. So he was like, our goal is to just kind of see if we can shrink the frequency and shrink the episodes. So they probably won't go away, but we'll see what happens. Because mm-hmm. if the if the gabapentin doesn't work, I'm going to push for um, levodopa. Oh, yeah. Which is the one that I see the most often for being yeah. helpful with like dyskinesia, dys, um, yeah, avoid, dystonias. Avoid Lyrica. Don't, yeah, no. don't, don't let them do Lyrica. No. Well, and I have gabapentins, the same shit, only better. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, I'm on gabapentin from Lyrica. Yeah. Like we tried it for a bit, tried it for like a year, two years. <laughs> you didn't like it. Oh no, it was horrible. <laughs> oh God. And if you missed like your timing by like an hour, yeah. you were just done. Oh my God. Yesterday was so bad. I didn't take my morning meds until like afternoon. Holy shit. Because the whole day, like I didn't stop the entire day. It was just insane. So we had this like really crazy day at work where well, it's working order. So it was all on fire. Monday. Tuesday was not dramatic. No. Tuesday Th- was, that was fine. Tuesday was Jen. Yeah. And then Wednesday was off for appointments. Thursday, I got in a car accident and didn't go to work. So a lot of like drama happened while I wasn't there that I had to catch up with yep. um, on Friday so when I got in. Yeah. Because it's, it's just a lot. It's a lot, a lot. Um, but it was just a really frustrating day where... It the whole day just felt icky. Yeah, like it was just yucky. Nobody was happy with how that day went, um, and so I was just exhausted. <laughs> so I went home and I talked to my husband, and he had stuff go on um, that I won't get into because he requested that I not. Fair. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and so yeah, Friday was cursed. It was just cursed for everybody. Yeah. It was awful. Hell, like in the morning I messaged you even. I was like, I'm having a shit day already. Yeah. And then, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. Like Friday, it, it should not have been. Like I'm rejecting Friday entirely. <laughs> no more. That day does not exist anymore. September 3rd, strike it off your calendar. We're skipping it. <laughs> nope. Doing it. Yeah, no. It's gone. It's gone. It's We're not done. a holiday. It's an anti-holiday. It's an anti-holiday. Everyone stay home. Don't go out at all. Don't even think about having a day. Because it's cursed. <laughs> September 3rd. Cursed. It's done. It's over. Yeah. We're not doing it anymore. Unless it's your birthday. And the, happy birthday. Now it's on the second. <laughs> We've moved it. Or th- fourth. You choose. There, there's no. Or third. both. Yeah. There you go. Just <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. No. Yesterday was horrible. Oh, it was so bad. It was just so bad. And so I was just. I've been completely exhausted like i just been done and the car accident was my fault and so i like spent a good minute beating myself up oh yeah internally internally yeah take that take that in (laughs) it's all your fault you're the worst thing ever yep and so i messaged you and i was like i'm the worst i'm telling myself that i'm the worst the sentences were like gotten really i got into a car accident i'm the worst so i was like oh my god how bad was it (laughs) how what (laughs) I was like, I'm let the self flogging begin. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 pity party basically. Uh-huh. The like, God dang it, why aren't you why did you do that? That was really stupid. You should have known that was well, really stupid. Well, it sounds stupid. like both parties were at fault though. In a way, but it was definitely my fault. Right. But you know what I mean? They weren't paying attention right. either. So exactly. yeah. <laughs> at least they didn't come out of the car with like a gun, like, I'm gonna right. fuck you up. Well, and they were super sweet, like the woman in the driver's seat just like shook my hand and talked to me and was like we were just talking about how beautiful the sky was after the storm and I'm like I don't know what to do with myself because I right. was like I was trying to go to work and I left my computer so I had to turn around and go back and so I got my computer um, <laughs> and then when I was leaving this happened oh my God. and I was like if I had just taken my computer the first time it wouldn't, wouldn't have happened yeah. wouldn't have happened and I shouldn't have like tried to like rush to get to work because like it's okay if I'm a little late, but 
It was just dumb. Yeah. It was really dumb. It wasn't the worst, though. Yeah. Like, it could have been a lot worse. Right. Exactly. Like, it's not... Nobody was hurt. Right. Which was important. But it was just stupid. It was a dumb thing. (laughs) It's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Knowing knowing about the situation at work Mm -hmm. that happened, and just... I was thinking about the week. I didn't get hurt. You didn't get hurt. Yeah. There's just all this drama right. around us. Yeah. I mean, Jen Jen went through a lot of pain, but... <laughs> she sucked out yours for huh. a minute. <laughs> yeah, she channeled me hardcore. Ooh. Yeah. So it was just... It was not a good day on Friday, and it yeah. wasn't a good day on Thursday, and Wednesday was okay, because I got along with both of the new doctors that I saw, <laughs> which is crazy. Wednesday was kidney day, mm-hmm. and that's when I got my, my, uh, my MRI done. Yeah, yeah. Too. What yeah. did they find for kidneys? Nothing. Okay. That's like generally. <laughs> Nothing is ever found. No. Well, I have to see specialists now, so. Oh, my God. Yeah. Great. Fun. Fucking lovely. Yeah. Yep. But it was just, it was one of those weeks where, like, it shouldn't have felt the way it felt. And it felt that way for, like, everybody. Right. Everybody was going through something. It was just awful. It was a miasma. Of shit. Of shit. <laughs> Straight shit. Okay. Well, on that happy note, let's dive into our topics for today. Let's. Shallots, everybody. Shallots. Find them <laughs> in the dark and eat them. Where do you want to start? Stars, right? Yeah, yeah. Stars, but do you want to go in order? Sure. Okay. So this one's based on a comment that Jen was reading. Mm-hmm. Um it's about an EDSer who's new to the the diagnosis is having a hard time explaining it to other people. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you explain quickly to somebody that you have this condition? Like, yeah. how do you word it? It's hard. Well, and it's kind of like what we talked about oh, yeah. with bug, right? Yeah. Where you have to kind of sneak things in because if you walk up to somebody and you're like, hi, here's all of my diagnoses, this is, is, they're going to look at you and be like, holy shit, you're a hot mess or you're a giant like drama suck. Yeah. Right. Those are the like first impressions. If you walk up and you're just like, here's all my stuff. Well, let's say like start with like family. Yeah. Even then, I don't think I would unload all of it. Mm-mm. Well, in my family, like early days when I was doing the shoulder, they didn't quite understand what was going on until mm-hmm. after the shoulder was done. And I explained like what they did to the shoulder. Yeah. And they were like oh, wow, that was, like, a lot of damage. I was like, yeah, that's what's happening. Um, And so they... And it's different, too, because your family might watch you evolve or devolve as you go. Well, and depending on how well you masked it, it could be a shock. Like, if you're really good at hiding it, like most people are, they're going to assume that you're suddenly all, all, like, really bad, but Mm -hmm. it's not sudden. It's been a Mm -hmm. progression. Well, and that's the hard part to explain, where you're like, this is not new. Yeah. It's the same thing it's always been. It's just harder today. I had that problem with my friends, mm-hmm. like when we were going through it, because they would be like, oh, wow, Chris is just, so, he's so sickly. Yeah. It wasn't sickly. I was in pain, so I wasn't yeah. participating in game nights and stuff anymore. Well, and I think that goes with like <sighs> looking normal one day yeah. and not the other. Oh, yeah. Or vice versa, when you have a really bad day and someone witnesses that and, and they're like, fine. oh my God, what? Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, this is horrible. And then the next day you're like, la, 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 that's fine. Because that's how this works, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But yeah, no, definitely. I think it goes 
hand in hand with that. But yeah, and the family is interesting. Especially, like, I don't know, because we don't have a great, like, basis for understanding how families should work. Yeah. I guess. Well, I kind of, I have one, one example. Mm-hmm. My mom. Okay. And because her perception of it was that I wasn't nearly as bad off as I was. Because right. growing up, it was growing pains or I would just kind of blow it off. Yeah. And I did. I never talked about like the stomach issues mm-hmm. I had. I was like, well, we thought everything was normal, right? Or that I just couldn't handle being normal. Yeah, <laughs> that was my biggest mm-hmm. one. Like, oh, it's not normal to like not use the restroom for three days and then suddenly go. Oh, yeah. who knew? I didn't right. know. Or like headaches or you know, yeah, dislocations didn't or you know near dislocations mm-hmm. all the time, locking knees. Right. She didn't know about all that. Right. Um. So when we as it was getting worse like there's this thing that's wrong with me she kind of followed along yeah but when we had the real diagnosis i was able to sit down and explain it to her mm-hmm. and i had to i had to part it out yeah it's it's like you're saying i had to start with it's it's a connective tissue disorder mm-hmm. okay what's that mean can't yeah. you just take collagen that was that's always yeah. the response it's like no you can't just take collagen your body's making bad collagen mm-hmm. if you take collagen you're just gonna eat it yeah it doesn't your body it doesn't, doesn't do repurpose with it. it yeah right yeah um well it's like i went to explain to my kids because they asked about the condition oh yeah that's a good example yeah and so for my students generally i start with it's a connective tissue disorder and i always just demo for people i'm like this is what this means <laughs> yeah, like that it's part of your script is yes the- i'm like it's a connective tissue disorder which means i'm hyper mobile but that causes my joints to dislocate and a lot of other things and so I start there, and then yeah. if there's more curiosity, then I you can, can give expose, more. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's I think a good approach. Yeah, and then some of them did. Some of them were like, "So what else? Like, what else yeah. does this do?" And I was like, "Well, sometimes um, I have a hard time with my autonomic nervous system. Ooh, it doesn't work mean? very well. Yeah, and so I can struggle with my body temperature, um, and my heart rate, and sometimes I faint. <laughs> and sometimes I go down. Yeah." Um, <laughs> <laughs> the way you were demoing it, we need to make you a little pamphlet so you can do it like a, a an airline <laughs> stewardess. <laughs> Be like, <laughs> as you can see, it is a connective tissue disorder. And you're doing every joint, like all of your biting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If, if you look towards the bottom of my knees, they will hyperextend. <laughs> Notice how I can stand on the sides of my feet. <laughs> In case of an emergency, I'm going on the floor. <laughs> Please do not call an ambulance. <laughs> I told the kid, I was like, I was potsy because I was tacky earlier in the week. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. That's what it was on Monday. I was tachycardic all day. Mm-hmm. Nothing I did helped. I was just miserable all day. All day. And that was like the build to the really bad episode mm-hmm. at night. Um, but yeah, no, there, <laughs> I was at work and I was feeling tacky and I wasn't feeling good. And so I like sat on the floor. And one of the kids was like, what the fuck? And my coworker walks in. She goes, oh, yeah, sometimes she faints. And I was like, yeah, you can just point and laugh. And she was like, don't point and laugh. But also just leave her alone. It's fine. <laughs> it's like, all yes. good. Yes. That was a good response. Yeah. Because she gets it. Like, it's it's fine. She'll, every morning she's like, how's Karen treating you today? And I'm like, she's a bitch. Yeah. Fuck Karen. <laughs> that asshole. So, yeah, Tuesday I went into work and I was just so sore from the episode mm-hmm. so bad but yeah no i think when you go to explain it to people you have to 
chunk it out <laughs> to like what's pieces. the easiest way to present it because i feel like if you say it's a, a hypermobile mm-hmm. or that i have connective tissue disorder like that kind of gets lost as jargon right is there an easier way to, to present <clears throat> it be like i'm just because i don't want to be like oh, i'm just super flexible right because that's not what that is right yeah but i guess you kind of have to present some of the symptoms mm-hmm. if you present it that way yeah <sighs> I don't know. It's also it's also a matter of like what you feel comfortable giving out. Yeah. Because true. the thing is, is that you do not owe anybody any information whatsoever about your condition. That's up to you to disclose. Right. So definitely don't feel like you have to disclose stuff, but it can be a really helpful tool. Yeah. So I'm trying to think, yeah, I don't know. Because usually I just say it's a connective tissue disorder that causes my joints to dislocate and a bunch of other problems. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's like my shorthand. Concise, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. And I then if something the like way. specific is going on, I can be like my mast cell activation is acting up. Right. So you can add it on. Right. As it's being viewed. Mm-hmm. That's probably or the like, best way. Yeah. Because it, it's it's, easy, it's easier to understand by viewing. Yeah. So, you know, your mast cell one day, mm-hmm. you can be like, oh, look, this is what it yeah. is. If they're curious or if mm-hmm. you're, you know, can't work for whatever reason. Yeah. I get it. I like that. Yeah. But I think it's, yeah, it's, it also means that you would have to stop masking so much. Yeah, you have to kind like of. Like, you have to let some of it through and well, let some of it be, like, visible. As far as the people. comments concerned, it sounds like she wants to be able to just explain it right. quickly. Like, yeah. to people she cares about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you want to, it is going to be hard if, if you're really good at masking. You don't want to yeah. be like, right. I have that problem with my friend group, really, because I was trying to hide it for so long. Mm-hmm. They, they knew I had a shoulder problem, and mm-hmm. that was about it. Yeah. I didn't talk about anything else until, like, we were researching it. Like, oh, I have these uh, these problems that I didn't realize were normal, and yeah. this problem that I didn't know was normal. Well, and that's the problem, because, like, so many people are like, oh, you have this new problem, and you're like, no, mm-hmm. it's not new. I'm just noticing it, I guess. Or, or I'm, I'm just, explaining, I'm just it. explaining it now, right? Like, yeah. There, I'm just trying to think what things kind of you keep to yourself like the stomach issues i don't disclose a whole lot yeah just because it's not super relevant to what is going on but when i do people are always like oh wow i didn't know that was part of the same thing yeah i was like or teeth i mean yeah there's no reason to bring that up right unless you're having tooth problems (laughs) right and they're like wow what's wrong with you (laughs) i got bad teeth yes yeah lots of that yeah i don't know because, yeah, generally I'm pretty forthcoming, but I also just do it in short spurts right. as I go. Yeah, you don't you don't make it a thing that you bring up all the time. Yeah. You know? No. And, like, and the people who know me well know more because I'm happier to disclose yeah. more. But, again, like, that's entirely up to you what you want to give out and how you want to give it out. Because that's the thing is that we always are – it's horrible – and we shouldn't have to, but we're always faced with some kind of disbelief. Right. Somewhere along the line, you're going to meet it, and it's not fun. <laughs> yeah, no shit. So be careful what you're disclosing and to whom you're disclosing. Like, defend your space, man. That's, that's, no, that's just how I feel point. about it. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't want it to be something that people, like, A, use against you, or B, use to, like, talk shit. Right about your, your like work performance or how you interact with people or 
or or or right, right. so no that's a good point kind of keep it chill to. Mm-hmm. yeah just i have this thing yeah exactly i try to make sure that like it's not touching the emotionality yeah. <laughs> when i give out information no absolutely <laughs> yeah yeah it's a complicated thing bitches be crazy <laughs> they are i'm just saying there's lots of chen's worked people. with some crazy people before yeah well and people who will tell you like flat out to your face that you're faking oh yeah that happens we come against Ugh. it a lot, especially in the medical community. The best is when they do it behind your back, though. Yeah. When when, when oh. they go and tell your like friend group that you're crazy. And yeah. You're just doing it for attention. Yeah. Yep. Fun times. Thankfully, I haven't had that in the friend groups so much. Like people I know, I guess. I had it a little like bit in high school, but I didn't care because they weren't people I was close with. Right. Exactly. So I was always just like, eh. whatevs. Yeah. Because that was the time of the migraine. Oh, yeah. And those were terrible. And I would get them at school and I was literally just laid out so bad. Yeah. But yeah, it's keep it close to your chest, but also maybe compartmentalize the right. emotional part out of it. And if it's a matter of not understanding what it is, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's there are a lot of people that don't understand what EDS is and they have mm-hmm. it. Um Right. Like I our, was raging earlier. I was newbies. watching a, a TikToker who was like, I have EDS. It's an autoimmune disease. Like, it's it's, no, not, it's not autoimmune. No, it's not. It's not. Your body is not attacking itself. No. Autoimmune is when your immune, your immune system decides that you are the enemy and it right. kills you. Yeah. <laughs> well, and mast cell could be autoimmune, technically. Right. But that's only one teeny tiny part of what happens under the Well, EDS mast cell activation umbrella. is its own. Yeah diagnosis right like uh, people can have it on their own without eds and all that so right. that would be autoimmune in my mind yeah but having it eds isn't autoimmune it's just no. bad collagen production right well and they call it the unholy trinity right the <laughs> where you have eds and then you have pots and M- then you have MCAS. mcas yeah so they do go kind of hand in hand and that's why like i make sure that i label things correctly as i'm giving out information yeah but yeah as like a brand new newbie right if you don't understand it you're just your body's making bad collagen mm-hmm. which affects everything right because if you think about collagen it's everywhere it is literally the stuff that holds your body together yeah and ours doesn't work so good the, the other thing was that a girl i think she was exaggerating but the way she worded it is that she had her body makes zero collagen oh like, yeah that's got to be an not exaggeration that we're making yeah it's not a shortage of collagen. Right. It's just faulty collagen. <laughs> it's collagen that don't work so good. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I even heard, what was it, Dr. Mike? I think we talked oh, about yeah, that before. Yeah. Where he totally misrepresented and then had to go back and make, like, an apology video. But I see that happen all the time. Yeah. Where if you ask a question about EDS, a lot of doctors... They just like slip over it. It's ridiculous. They're yeah. like, oh yeah, that's a thing, but we don't need to talk about it. And you're like, but we do. We do need to talk about it. Why don't you admit that you don't know what you're talking about and maybe go research it and then come back? Because we do. We find those doctors who are like, oh, I sat through a seminar on that like 17 years ago. Yeah. And what they time. walked away with was stretchy skin yeah. and flexible joints, not all the uh, fun. Right. Yeah, that was. I was thinking it's kind of what started my thought process last week was mm-hmm. representation in media. Yeah, 
like that's part of it the awareness level of eds is so low that it's not it's not like when you watch like um any of the doctor shows yeah they i've seen one thing on it and it was just brought up in passing and yeah like, doctor house right it's like oh yeah bds pots has more representation than we do i remember when celiac disease was becoming the thing people mm-hmm. were learning about but yeah. like i've watched it go from people knowing nothing to being like oh it's a gluten intolerance i get it mm-hmm. like because i worked at the that bakery yeah. so it was a big deal when people were starting to talk about it right and i feel like that's what we need we need to get out there yeah and be like hey put us in tv yeah really we'll talk about it talk about it because that's the thing is like i've seen i've seen pots represented but i've never seen like eds represented beyond there's like one i think it's a i don't know it was a snippet from a tv show i don't remember what tv show but the girl, they thought she was like anorexic and a drug addict or like an alco- alcoholic because mm-hmm. she came in and was like, I need I just need fluids. Um, and then the doctor like grabs her and her shoulder dislocates and she puts it back herself. Yeah. And so I've seen like that, but also not quite. <laughs> it's not a sexy disease either. It's not. Right, no. <laughs> especially when you're like, imagine like a writer coming across it mm-hmm. being like, oh, it just means you're stretchy. Yeah. You just no. There's a lot to it, and I mean, yeah. In, in if doctors don't casually know about it, mm-hmm. like they should, yeah. Then it's the, well, and that's the problem is that it just continues the cycle of being underdiagnosed. Yeah, and that's the thing is that again, we're not rare. <laughs> we exist. Yeah, there's a lot of us, but some <laughs> of us don't know we exist. <laughs> this next this mm-hmm. next one. Oh, oh boy oh boy it fits well oh with newbie guide kind of yes. stuff um there was a lady who was upset she's in the ups- upset phase of everything where yeah. just the stupidity bothers you yeah or being told certain things so she asked how to calmly reply to people saying oh i hope you get well soon or feel better yeah <laughs> I, I remember that face where be like, can you just not? I'm not gonna. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's kind of like the wishing a cure on us. Oh God, yes. Ugh. And that's exhausting. Let me just say, like, I hate it. I hate it when people are like, "Well, I hope they find a cure someday." And I'm like, guys, what? <laughs> there is no cure. <laughs> you can't fix it. Right. It just is. Please stop like wishing it away. Because that's not productive and it doesn't help me. It helped like it's. You don't want them to think that there's a chance of it getting better. Yeah. Like they have this conception that, oh, it's, you know, we could treat it. Well, and it's also that like day by day thing. Yeah. Where like you can look totally normal one day and then not at all the Maybe. next. <sighs> so it's com. It's just it's complex. And when you don't have like that background knowledge easy to be like well he was fine yesterday right or like oh i thought you were really sick what are you doing out today but then you also get the like oh man i'm sorry you're feeling so down let me like mm-hmm. <laughs> let me get in your space here and touch you on your body <laughs> are you okay oh i hate that the, the proper response for me is always oh i'm not gonna i'm just if it's if they say I hope you feel better, you can be like, oh, okay, yeah, me too. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, I hope I have a good day. That'd be that'd be nice. Right. But if you're like, I hope you get better soon or get well soon, I right. hope that I'd just be like, 
it won't. Yeah. But then you, you sound like a downer, like you don't have right. the optimism, right. but it's more of a. But it's it's a protective measure for us. Right. I'm like, stop wishing your weird false hope on me. Like that's it's disruptive to my system already. Well, and it since it's since it's a degenerative disease, mm-hmm. people need to understand that it's a long term, not a oh, yeah. he just has to wait till he gets cured. Right. I had that problem with my my mother in law. Mm-hmm. She she didn't understand for a while that it was a permanent thing yeah. and it gets worse. Right. She thought that I could take vitamins and that would cure it. She thought they would cure me with vitamins. My in-laws are still, it's interesting because my mother-in-law is like coming to grips with everything because she's been dealing with that concussion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's it still surprises them how bad things can get yeah. and how bad things can be. Um, but Yeah, wait till winter. Yeah. <laughs> the podcast in the winter is going to be salty. We're going to be very sad. Sad panda. Dude, I'm going to be in pain. I'm either going to be like livid because of just everything in general or yeah. drained. Right. Winter's not nice to us at all. No. But then again, summer's not been kind either. It's just warm. <laughs> My summer's been better than last summer. That's good. I think. I, I didn't get a summer last year because of surgery, I think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's fair, actually. I've had surgeries the last two summers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That makes sense. But yeah, no, how do you respond when people are like, I mean, you could Let just. Let me wish this cure on you. <laughs> stomach it, but that's not going to. You're going to build that up. You know what right. I mean? If you're just like, yeah, okay. It depends on who it is. Yeah. If it's someone close to you and you need them to understand yeah. it's long term, then you need to correct them. Right. But if well, it's somebody in conversation. passing. Like, yeah. yeah. But if it's like uh, as they're leaving kind of a thing. Right. Like, oh, I hope you get better. They'd be like, I won't. Don't worry about it. It's not going to happen. Otherwise, I, I'd probably just be like, yep. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think. There, there's part of me that ignores it and yeah. then the other part of me is like really wants to it like i have to bring the morbid humor into it because i know it makes those people uncomfortable <laughs> yeah. and my brain's like here strike back by making them feel weird <laughs> so when people are like oh i really i hope you get better and i'm like it's not gonna happen only gets worse until i die <laughs> and you really are like, a sassy bad guy oh my god what the fuck <laughs> sassy bad guy, sassy bad guy. yeah yeah. that's how that works like like i don't have time for your nonsense so i'm gonna make you feel weird because you make me feel weird <laughs> okay so the next one that we've got is kind of near and dear to both of us yeah it's the um judgment that we get or even not even just eds but people with dis- disabilities or chronic illnesses um and they judge us based on our treatment options. Yeah. This was a, a TikTok I saw by Undiagnosed Bean, mm-hmm. um, an EDS TikToker, who was basically laughing at people who were making fun of her for having those treatment options. Right. She was laughing at the haters. Yeah. And I was like, that's a good subject, though. Yeah. Well, because what are, what are our options, really? Generally, when you look it up online, they're like, can be treated with PT and surgery. Yeah. Those are our options, essentially. Right? Um. But then you dig a little deeper and then you have to think about the pain management side of things. Mm -hmm. So you've got PT, you've got surgery and you've got pain control. Right. Sometimes if you're me, you get kicked out of PT a lot because they don't know what to do with you. I like going to PT when because of that, like I go in and I do the thing and they're like, I'll see you next week. And then when I don't show up, they're like, it's fine. You know what you're doing? You have the bands at home. like. (laughs) Right. Well, that was the thing, like the pain team 
a while back they were like you need to be doing pt and like keeping up with it and i was like no i'm not gonna because i'm not paying 30 dollars every few weeks to go in and have them go i don't know why you're here you're doing everything right right well that's the thing for on on my insurance i get like six visits oh that's nice so i get six post-op visits to do or if it gets approved as like a doctor recommendation i get six visits nice and then after that they're done like they're they're pretty clear about it they're like you gotta time them right you're gonna need yeah this much yep but then so you have pt Mm -hmm. and then pain management in general which is just its own yeah topic Mm -hmm. and then there's surgery yeah well and pt doesn't just have to be pt like what you're after with pt is um stability training yeah and strengthening of those uh, muscles that hold those joints together that's what you should be looking at so not strictly pt but generally that's what you well there's also building up the correct muscles like with stability it's well and using the forms correctly right that's what i was getting at which is the problem yeah is that you've got to learn the proper way to move and the proper muscles exactly because our um proprioception is not great no and you're you've learned to compensate like if you're moving in reality yeah well and we cheat constantly exactly we're like i'm not using the correct muscles for any of this Mm -hmm. so that's that pt piece and then you've got surgery which i don't know the judgment for that is usually people are like oh my god yeah it must be so dire like oh (laughs) you had all these surgeries yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) and it's like we were saying in 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 between Mm -hmm. like it can be like some people one surgery is enough to just like alter the course of their lives right where like they let it i don't know if they let it or if it actually becomes a problem where they can't um they like guarded or it's like i can't do yeah. this because like i had baby this. it right yeah where we were like we've gone through all the surgeries and then we're still like nothing's changed yeah. in fact i've gotten more mobility so like yeah. <laughs> things have improved right and it wasn't a horrible ordeal mm-hmm. well and i think it also that part specifically i think has a lot to do with how you manage pain so if you're a person who is like afraid of the pain it's going to be harder Mm -hmm. because like moving the way that we do and the reason we keep we like get booted from pt early is because we are moving earlier than other people do right and we're moving more than other people do so if you're someone who's afraid of the pain you're not going to be doing as much movement and activity with that surgery right so yeah i think it has a lot to do with how you interpret or handle pain and what your relationship to pain is like yeah but yeah i don't know it's interesting yeah you just don't want people to fear it like yeah surgery is a big deal but it's only a big deal as much as you let it right like like you said we've had a lot of surgeries between us we're like you're at four nothing three yeah and i'm at five i think yeah it's like eight Eight six, between. I'm at six. Yeah, I thought it was six. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> nine well, surgeries between the two of us. And I had one major surgery, mm-hmm. and I've recovered from that. Yeah. Like it, it's sore, but it hasn't become this big life changing. Right. Well, and deal. I think like the more educated you are on your own anatomy, the easier time you're gonna have trying to recover from those surgeries, and knowing like I need to be moving in order to maintain that mobility. 
but these are the movements I can't be doing. And then like ice, when you're supposed to ice, <laughs> do that. That helps a lot. But yeah, it's interesting because if you tell people, oh yeah, I need surgery for whatever, they're like, oh my God, oh my yeah. God. And you're like, no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I'm going to go to sleep for three hours and they're going to fuck around in my body somewhere. So I guess it depends on <clears throat> what aspect of treatment you're going for. Like yeah. we know a lot of EDSers who are doing more of the physical stuff now, trying mm -hmm. to keep them in in shape to keep moving and yeah. building up the right stuff. Um, so that would be, I mean, there's no judgment there. You just, yeah. you have to tell people you have to exercise. Yeah. Like, I think th that's the most acceptable answer mm -hmm. people expect. But then when you get into like surgery, right. then they think it's dire uh -huh. because you've had work done. Yeah. So you have this sympathy or, or, I mean, it could work in your favor if you need the attention. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're somebody who, who wants to kind of change your life into the thing, like, yeah. oh, I've had this surgery and I've, right. you know, like, oh, I can't do that. I've had this surgery. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Um, and then there's the pain med, which I'd feel like no matter what you do for pain medication, yeah. you're, you're judged. There, there's You're going to get it from people you stigma. know, your family, doctors. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine a situation where someone's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, take your pain meds. Yeah. No, no, never. If you tell people you have pain medication, mm -hmm. you're automatically assumed to be or if the, if it's someone you know and they're they're accepting of it they're gonna assume it's again dire right you're on pain meds oh that's pretty bad yeah i was i'm trying to figure out the angle she was going for mm -hmm. and i can't tell if it's if it was between people giving her unwanted sympathy or people judging her because she needs there's a lot of both right yeah and i think the unwanted sympathy and it's never sympathy let's clear that out because right. it's not sympathy it's pity yeah and it's pity that tastes just so bad to us and we just are so bitter against it that when that comes our way we tend to snap <laughs> we snap back yeah these are the people that will overwork themselves because of how much they hate the inability to keep up yeah so if you're gonna start calling these people out for yeah. well it's like what we talked about last week that whole like no we don't want to stop moving yeah because then it's harder <laughs> like no we're gonna keep going but yeah. And then no and then let's talk about what happens when you are seeing a doctor and they're looking through your medication. <laughs> oh, list. my God. I go through this so often because like you're in Kaiser. So it's, yeah. you know, new people will see it. But you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. always in the house. So I think it's more understood that it's mm -hmm. being handled correctly. Whereas every time I go see a new doctor or I'm up revisiting someone I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. It's a matter of they're gonna i've seen it they look at it and depending on their opinion on on pain management mm -hmm. they're either gonna be like okay so it's bad for you or they're gonna be like i don't think you're being treated correctly i'm gonna change like i'm gonna try and fix this other stuff so yeah. that you can't take pain meds anymore yeah you know what i mean well and it's weird because some people treat it like this like i don't know like it should be temporary right well because it normally would be temporary yes. and that's the thing that's the really difficult part about EDS versus what you normally go for in pain management. Yeah. Right. Pain management is full of people who have like one injury, right? One chronic pain that's the same mm -hmm. and predictable and might have answers through surgery and PT. Yeah. Right. For us, it's never the same pain <laughs> and it's never going to stop. Right. That's, I'm having trouble trying to get my brain ready for meeting my new pain management doctor because. 
I have to think of when are all you going? the things. I should just go with you. <laughs> I can take you with. <laughs> when is that? Um, two, three weeks. Okay. It'll be two weeks from Monday. So oh, okay. not that far because yours yes. is the week before mine. Yeah. I take you with. Yeah. I'll, I'll go. down. You'll just have to drive me. I'll take like a half day. You can do it. So yeah. it's in the morning. Good. That's easy because I don't have kids in the morning. Oh, good. I'm good for because I cover fourth and no third and fourth right and then advisory so beyond that yeah no we should be fine yeah it'll be interesting though because we don't know her knowledge first off Mm -hmm. so i'll have to educate but then also going over the list of all the problems and making sure i get everything Mm -hmm. well that was the thing like i keep i get so mad at myself after appointments because i'm like shoot i forgot to mention the thing yeah and with neuro it was the internal tremor that i forgot to mention i was like dang it that one (laughs) but he seems pretty on top of things and like ready to treat me how I need to be treated and work with me which is so important to me because I'm like hi I live in it it's my body exactly please can I have a say in what's happening Mm. yeah so we'll see um (laughs) I was just thinking about this it'd be interesting if I got judged at pain management for being in pain management like what if Um, she's a Fatima Fatima (laughs) oh you take drugs Oh, you bad. Yeah, the place that you're working at gave them to me. They told me to take them so that I could function. (laughs) You've seen my levels. You know I'm not dying. so dumb. Well, and it bothers me so bad because how long have we been doing this? Mm. A long time. I've been on constant pain medication since... God, um, I want to say... It's been a long time. So six years? maybe longer it would have been when rory was born so wow yeah seven years seven years ago holy cow but right like and i've been doing this since before kaiser so it's probably 2015 16 17 so yeah and it's just it bothers me that they're like there's always this like panicky thing Mm -hmm. that they do where they're like oh you're gonna get addicted you're like dude how long have we been doing this? Am I addicted? No. One of the reasons I love my primary is that she, she'll she tell you how it is straight up, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so I have really bad cholesterol right now. Mm. Well, I'm fixing it. Yeah. It's getting better. But she, she'll call you out on it, right? So she called me up and she's like, it's atrocious. You need to get that fixed. It's like, cool. Um, but when we when I was seeing her, um, like maybe a couple of years ago, for some mm-hmm. reason, I went in and I was like, oh, oh, it was when I had Fatima. I oh. went to her to see if she could help. And she was like, no. I mean, you're probably already like dependent. But she chose the word dependent. Yes. She didn't say addicted. She's yeah. like, your body's probably already yes. dependent. Yeah. And I appreciated that. I was like, distinction. Yes. There is a huge difference, a huge difference between dependent, chemically dependent, mm-hmm. and addiction. Like, right. They're not the same thing at all. Well, my dependency isn't that bad. If right. I go like... You withdraw and then you're fine. I have withdrawals for like a day, yeah. which is not fair to other it's people. It's not fun either. No. But, but I feel bad because most people take a longer time. Yeah. And then once I'm over that, it doesn't affect me anymore. I'm not, I don't have cravings for the medication. Right. I don't have a need. Like if I have a bad pain day, I'll be like, yeah. God, I wish I had my pain meds. But here's but. the thing. They've also installed a major fear of it into us. Yeah. Because constantly we're like, oh, am I going to get addicted? Oh, yeah. Constantly. Yeah. Constantly. And I'm like. You feel guilty. When yes. I first started, it was a lot of guilt yeah. about taking like, oh, payment. I shouldn't be doing this. It's like, this is how people right. die. Blah, well, and blah, I blah. couldn't talk about it. God yeah. forbid I mention mm-hmm. it to somebody. Right. Especially the like. war on drugs. My friends. Is a thing. Right. Or people that are your 
those people that yeah. are undermining your life and you don't know it like oh <sighs> they're on drugs mm-hmm. did you know oh my gosh what was it uh so we're <laughs> honesty time here we're both chronic like face pickers we like to yeah. pick at our skin and have, have been since like childhood yeah and somebody told you that one time that face picking is a symptom of your addiction <gasps> yeah yeah you remember oh yeah i yeah. won't call out who it was but yep that was a thing that I happened. had someone pulled me aside and yeah. it suggested I was addicted because I had because you had been picking at your face. Yeah. Well, and yeah. I had a giant pimple yeah. <laughs> like it was it was not like I, I yeah. dug a hole in no. my face. I popped a giant zit. Yeah. We're, we're chronic face pickers. We're like, oh, if it's there, I'm going to play with it. It's an it's ADD just, thing. Too. Exactly. Face picking's a. It's just a stim. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that happened. And yeah. that was someone close to you, too. Yeah. No, I remember that. It took me a second. Like, it was like inner oh, circle shit. Yeah. yeah so icky and that's just because i take pain meds that right but i manage it it can be done and managed yeah it doesn't have to become this out of control thing especially right. if you go into it and you're worried about it right like i don't want people to, to start pain meds and then have it ruin lives because there are people right. with addictive personalities well, and that's and, the thing is like you have to be able to self-monitor yeah. enough to know what's going on with you right and then if there's a problem you need to be communicative about what that problem is with your team because I'm really bad at that still. Yeah, you will just take a drug that you is like you hate and is hurting you forever. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, if I stop, they'll not like me anymore. No, it's more it's more of a either I'm trying to give it more time. Mm-hmm. Like they'll suggest, oh, try it, try it longer. I'm like, OK, because I want to explore every option. Yeah. That way we can rule things out. Right. Like permanently rule them out. Not yeah. just, yeah. oh, I tried it once you know, for a little like bit. Prednisone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Or what was, uh, there was a, a thought I had and it lost me. Oh, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll just not take meds too. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'll just, eh, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There have been times where they're, where they're like, I'm going to prescribe you this thing. And I was like, no, Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. Thank you. No, it's fine. It's fine. But it's not like we've not tried other things too. Right. Like Apothecana great tool yes. that we use continually i love it it's great and it works well oh, we need to get more of that for jen and yeah and like a hot bath or like we have coping skills have outside yeah. of the pain medication and that's what i have to explain to people is as soon as they hear they assume that i'm on pain medication yeah. i have to turn them around and go it's 20 doses over two months yeah i'm not on a lot of meds <laughs> and that was the frustrating part because other people will see that yeah. and they will blame your medication for symptoms mm-hmm. um well and most people's understanding of it is that time that they got percocet when they had their teeth removed right so they're like ooh, fives or 3.25 so you know what i mean yeah so when they hear that you're on something higher than that mm-hmm. and that you take it daily right they, they're all oh, that's a lot but then you talk about real pain management for people who are in real yeah, pain we're talking cow. Like four times a day, 80 milligrams of whatever. Right. Well, and they tried to give you like fentanyl before. And yeah. Ugh. That's my favorite is telling people, oh, yeah, I've tried fentanyl. I've tried that one. No, thank you. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. Well, and that's why I made a point to try um, the hydrocodone again yeah. so that they would stop trying to give it to me. Because I'm like, this, it doesn't work, guys. Right. It doesn't do anything at all. Mm-hmm. And it still made me itchy. Because I was like, eh, this stuff's making me itchy. And they were like, here. That was the other thing. Hmm. When we, the, the face picking thing, mm-hmm. I was, part of it was that it was assumed that I, I had done it because I was itchy, yeah. which is a side effect. 
because this person had family who was taking meds and had similar experiences and you know what i mean yeah it was just well and that's the thing is like we know addiction isn't just chemical yeah and it's not primarily chemical either so (laughs) we're fine (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, that's the point of therapy and everything. Yeah. You don't want to use it as your coping, like your mental coping. You don't want to be like, oh, I'm having a bad emotional day. Let me right. take a fucking Percocet. Right. No. Yeah. Then you become dependent on it because you're mentally yes. sucked into this. Well, and, and that's the other thing is like we've laid out these tiers of care. Yeah. But therapy is another great one. I, I use the crap out of my therapist. Do it. And my psychologist. Yeah. Even though he's a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. I see him in like two weeks. I'm excited. Nice. <laughs> I want to know what random subject he walks into the room with. Abraham Lincoln. Joe Rogan. <laughs> so weird. Did you know? <laughs> did you know that Elon Musk has to talk down to people? He's just so smart. He's just very autistic is all. <laughs> like, yes, I get I, I get it. Yeah. Love that guy. Oh, man. But yeah, no. You'll, you will face judgment. Mm. But... Try not to internalize because only you know what's going on with you <laughs> no at joke. the end of the day. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I think we're in a good spot to go on break. I don't want to go on break. <laughs> no, <laughs> you want to keep going? You no, keep going. No, this is a perfect time for break. All right. We'll see you guys in a little bit. You know what to do. You need to drink your water. Take your meds. Have a snack. Yeah, eat your food, get some sunlight. Yep. And or take a nap. Discord. <laughs> join the Discord. Always. Link is yeah. in the description. Like, comment, and share because we like to hear from you guys. Our co- our YouTube commenters should join the Discord because there's a lot of conversation that happens. Yeah. It's really good. So Yeah. Lots of commiserating that like things we didn't even know were related. Yeah. Where we're like, oh my god, I have that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it's great fun. Do that. And we'll see you in a minute. Bye. Welcome back. How was your break? Mine? Pretty good. I don't know about Karina, though. It was fine until until now. <laughs> we, had to, we had to come back. I'm sorry. He just waits until I'm like completely distracted. And then he's like, oh, we're back. And I'm like, what? Where I am I? I don't do that. She's making it up. He's gaslighting me. <laughs> No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Just not even looking. No, she's wrong. I would never. It's opposite day. <laughs> right. Hopefully you did the things that you were supposed to yes. do. I, I, I really hope that you did. Because we're going into the silly half. Yeah, time for the, the loose non sequiturs. Yes. So we've got some like mini topics. Yeah. Comments that we saw that we thought were interesting or yep. anecdotes. Or things you learned from neuro- neurologists. Yeah, neurologist. Yeah. Anesthesiologist. Oh yeah, yeah. So we can start there. We yeah. just I, I we've we've talked about it before how we burn through anesthesia. Yeah. Like local numbing especially. Yeah. Um and we're like we tell them, we warn them ahead of time because mm-hmm. it'll wear off and like then you will be sad. Especially with teeth stuff. Like I've felt one root canal i felt all of it 
And then when they were ripping my teeth out this last time, I felt the second half when they got the last two roots. Yeah. Well, and I just had th- three fillings done and I felt two of them. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. And it's, you get to the point where it's like, there's not, it'd be a waste of time to renumb it. Yeah. Because my whole face will go numb. Right. And or, then that same thing will, I, I'll still feel it. Yeah. But the rest of me, I won't be able to blink by the end of it. But apparently it's a, it's known at least for certain anesthesiologists who know about EDS. They yeah. know it as a, as a problem that we're hard to numb and to yeah. keep sedated. Yeah. We're a little tricky. And I, I tell people, I'm like, we either, we do one of two things. We either burn through it at the speed of light or don't, or we don't at all. Right. And there's no, no rhyme or reason to what triggers it or. Nope. It's just, okay. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. So even like, I don't know. I woke up during the endoscopy. Yeah. That was fun. Um, and I know I've woken up at least one other time in surgery. I'm pretty sure I have too. Yeah. And <laughs> I think I woke up during my um, spinal surgery. Oh no, really? Yeah. I didn't feel anything, but I, I remember being upset that I couldn't open my eyes because they had to tape them oh, yeah. with the gauze and everything because mm-hmm. it was a long procedure. Um, but yeah. Yeah. That I, I didn't know it was a, a known thing. It, right. it was more anecdotal to me before. And I was like, oh, yeah, I now know it's real. Yeah. It's interesting because like when I talked to genetics way back when mm-hmm. I would mention those kind of things and the same thing for like medications, we burn through medication at the speed of light yeah. or we not at all. Nah, don't process it at all. Um, and so I was asking because I was like, is that part of EDS? And she was like, well, it's not a clinical symptom, but it is well known among the disorders. Right. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's another one on here that was like that, isn't there? The choking, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that was just common. Yeah. I thought everybody choked all the time. <laughs> Well, and you were supposed to do an ultrasound for your yeah. issue. So you'll have to reschedule that thing. And I we'll, think we've we'll rescheduled learn. it, but I don't, I'm not sure. We'll have to see. It'll be interesting to know what's going on. It'll be interesting to get my throat ultrasound in. Like, right. Just shove it down in there, I guess. Yeah. Because I've had like swallowing studies done and they're like nothing. Yeah, but they don't specific. want to do a study. They want. She's looking for something else. Oh. So I don't know. I don't know what it is. That's weird. We're also kind of prone to um, vocal cord dysfunction. Yeah. That's the other one that uh, can affect that area. Steak. <clears throat> Notebook. Jeez. <laughs> the other one was the. Um... Oh, what was oh the other yeah. One? Someone asked if it was normal not to feel small pains. Oh, yeah. And we've talked about it before. But feeling or you're feeling the pain, but not noticing it or it's background yeah. noise. Yeah. Well, and we were doing it outside it out. yeah. where we sit down on our break and we're kind of like, you do a systems check, yep. essentially. And so you're like, what's going on in the body? Apparently my shoulders hurt. <clears throat> Sorry. Who knew? I just did one and uh, my toe was dislocated. Because why not? My thumb was fucked up. <laughs> making me mad. I hate the hands. I'm getting really tired of that. Yeah. Anything I grasp like this, I dislocate when I put pressure. So if I'm trying to use my hand... I dislocate at the wrist. It makes me mad. It's your turn for finger pain. Yeah, it doesn't. It hasn't been sitting right for like a week. Jesus. And every time I, I try and pop it, it gets close. Did you get at the base? Yeah, I. it's up here that that's messed up. Oh, though. I hate that because that joint is so hard to get. Yeah. Especially because like you, normally you can take it and like twist, twist it. Twist it, yeah. But if you twist this, it just keeps going. Exactly. There's no twist. that. that... Yeah. 
thumbs are dumb. My thumb sucks. At least this week. And it hurts. And yeah. it won't sit right. It's mean. <laughs> it's an angry little thing. <laughs> Hateful little guy, aren't you? <laughs> That's how I talk to my body. I'm like, <laughs> before we started this <laughs> recording, I was sitting there and we're having a conversation. I stopped mid-conversation to look at my shoulder because it was twitching. And I was like, are you are, are you done? <laughs> you can see it, too. Why like... are we doing this? Yeah. And it just crawls. It's, mm-hmm. it's weird. Or it like flexes in different places. Right. And it's all rhythmic and stupid. But I know what it is, so... Hey, Woo-hoo. progress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, so with smaller pains, generally we're really good at, like, tuning things out. Yeah. Because if you felt every pain that your body was going through all at once, I don't think you could function. Right, if you're always noticing it. like Right. Well, and, like, one thing on top of another, yeah. on top of another, on top of another. So generally what happens is that... um. You have like one predominant pain, one or two. Yeah, you have to pick one. Yeah. And those are like forefront and everything else kind of stacks behind. Yeah, exactly. And the smaller the pain or like the duller the pain, the further back it goes. Mm -hmm. And so what I do, like, and this is why I have such a problem with like going to bed. Because I will run all day long so that I don't have to like think about it. (laughs) I'm like, stay busy, stay busy. Momentum. And then by the end of the night, systems check comes on and all of my lights are <laughs> blinking. I do the same thing. Uh, like, especially since I've been active, like I've been up and about and doing things. And then yeah. at night, Jen will get home and then I'll lay down and be like, oh, wow. She's like, which which is it? And then I have <laughs> like, to go through um, the, hold like, on. the list. I'm like, apparently, <laughs> I didn't realize this, but my rib hurts. Yeah. Yeah. It did. Well, That's why I made a face a minute ago. <laughs> it's like, ow, what the was that? <laughs> why? I'm not moving. You just want to slide out. For fun. And me time. Yeah. There you go. I hate it. It's stupid. Thanks. Bodies are dumb. They're just, they're terrible. We should have, re- we should rethink this. Revisit it later. <laughs> come back. to Maybe we just stop with bodies and then come back with a new plan. <laughs> this is not it. <laughs> <laughs> not when they make them like this no <laughs> oh <my> god <laughs> um oh your capillaries that was an interesting one too yeah <laughs> i don't know how to really dive into it i just it was one of the symptoms lists that someone was talking about capillary refill that's so funny and i was like oh that explains my hands that are always splotchy splotchy yeah like even without putting pressure on them they're natively like there are spots that are red and spots that are white yep and it changes yeah that's bad capillary refill which is interesting to me because i remember like my circulation was always fucked Mm -hmm. always um but when i was younger it was always blamed on like me being underweight right and so now i'm like there's nothing to blame it on (laughs) blame it on the alcohol on the a- 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 alcohol. Yeah. Blame it on the juice. Blame it on the henny. Blame mm. it on the goose. That's what it is. Blame it on the goose. Blame it on the henny. Yeah. <laughs> Blame it on the blue top. Got you feeling dizzy. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think it makes sense because, like, I don't know. It's so interesting to me that, and this is what we were talking about earlier, collagen is absolutely everywhere. Yeah. And impacts everything everything so i mean it makes sense because we don't have good circulation we have um autonomic dysfunction and we have orthostatic intolerances yes very much (laughs) 
And then add on top of that, like, the muscles trying to do their job and holding things and pinching things. And it's just not great. It's not great. We lose blood flow to different things all the time. True. <laughs> Which is why it, it interests me. A lot of EDSers use, like, <clears throat> compression stockings. Oh, yeah. And I can't because I will just flat out lose cir- circulation in that area. Right. <clears throat> it just won't exist anymore. But I think I also manage the orthostatic piece differently. Like we just do naturally because we had to figure it out as kids and go, how do I not pass out all the time? <laughs> and so we tend to like sit on parts of our legs to keep the yeah. blood flow in the top. And then when I sit down and like you do the double cross. Mm-hmm. The PT that I was seeing told me that that is our natural way of counteracting blood pooling. Hmm. And so, yeah. So if you that makes sit so weird, there's a reason. Well, everybody, every every EDSer has a weird yeah. sit. Yes, our postures are weird, contorted a position mess. that makes them happy. Yeah. Um, I don't know if the the video. No, I don't think we did put the video in. But I was going to talk about oh. the pelvic tilt. We could do that if we want to. If you want to demo it, we can do it with the microphone so you can hear you this time. Oh yeah, I'll explain it and then we can decide if we're going to demo it. Okay, fair. Okay, so with the pelvic tilt, what happens is we're essentially we just our muscles are lazy. Like things are lazy because things are lax. So your pelvis is supposed to sit at a certain angle, right? Yeah. And that keeps your legs in line. And so what we do is we kind of dump it out the back, and so we get this forward. Um, tilt where it just kind of flops out the back and in that when it's tilted backwards your legs are rotated inward right Um, and that can cause a lot of problems in like your knees and your ankles and obviously your hips because you're at this weird rotation all the time Um, and that contributes to the like walking like a cat one foot in front of the other I've noticed and so if I'm walking like that I'm like oh my my pelvis is tilted to the back so what happens is, this is what my trainer taught me how to do, and I'm being more mindful about it now. Mm-hmm. Um, do it like you're zipping up your pants. Yeah. So you tilt everything forward, you pull in like up to your belly button. So you want to take that low, low muscle and zip it up. Right. And in doing that, you may have like your ribs want to pop out. But if you can keep your ribs down, right? Yeah, if you can keep it <laughs> It's <check>. hard. <laughs> It is hard. Yeah. Working on your like posture is so difficult because yeah, my posture has always been with my ribs popped out. So like learning to tuck the ribs, learning to bring the shoulder blades yeah. back to the middle and down and then having the pelvic tilt the correct way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, after you told me about it, I tried it. I was like, oh my yeah. God. It's super weird. It is. And I'm like, no PT ever noticed that I walk weird. It's And that's something they should check is your right. gait. Right. Like that's kind of important. Because I do. I walk like a cat with my feet in front of each other. <laughs> Talking about not remembering or realizing pain. You've mentioned knees. I forgot knees exist, apparently, because you said knees. And I was like, oh, my God, they do hurt. Because, <laughs> like, I've been meaning to get them looked at. That was yeah. next on the list is after my hip, I would do my knees. Yep. But it's Top not down. It's not the, the primary pain of the moment. So it, yeah. I was like, oh, shit. It's all background stuff. Like my, it's I have like my knees. ankle. My ankle causes me like pain in my knee. Yeah. Oh, my knee is numb. That's cool. Cool beans. <laughs> Whatevs. It's fine. <laughs> but yes, so your your posture is, and 
I don't like PTs necessarily just because they're like the correct posture. Right. But correct posture is like what's correct for you and your right. body. It's like that TikToker you showed me. Yeah. He was talking about like what was it? There was there's like stretching it out, getting mm-hmm. everything mobile again. Mm-hmm. But then there's correct for you posture. Yeah. And so essentially what it is is if you don't have pain, your posture's fine. But I have lots of pain. Yeah. But we um as zebras tend to find maladaptive postures to make up for deficits. So <laughs> if a shoulder is out chronically, we tend to dip toward that side. Yeah. Right. And then your ribs are popped out over here and your back is curved and it's just not good. So we do compensate a lot <laughs> for injuries and other things. Um, and that can affect our posture and mm-hmm. how we are moving. So, like I said earlier, I think learning how to move is super important. Fact. Because we cheat. <laughs> and then we are in pain. <laughs> not to say, because I hate when people tell me this, not to say that your posture is what's causing your pain. Right. But it can be a contributing factor that you are able to manage um, just through a little bit of mindfulness. And just practice. Because it's not going to be, like, perfect all the time. (laughs) And it's going to feel weird. It feels weird. It feels like you're leaning back, essentially. Which is weird for me because we're always in that, like, kind of hunched forward position in one way or another. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. It takes takes some time and some work. (laughs) Some effort and energy. (laughs) I'm going to have you fix my back later. Okay. One of my ribs is definitely out. (sighs) That's why I was leaning over sideways. Like, I can feel it. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> they're terrible i hate ribs they're stupid but they taste so good oh my god <laughs> i'm gonna have them removed and then you can eat, eat them. them no thank you <laughs> i'll pass <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna um move in right along i have a question for you it's, it's so <laughs> ominous yeah so last week we talked a lot about like becoming your illness or avoiding becoming your illness and distancing yourself. Um, But I know you've had experiences in the past with like feeling hopeless in all of that. Yeah. So what was your, I guess two parts. So what was your lowest point in like letting EDS become you? And then how, what motivated you to pull out of that mode of thinking? Hmm. That's a really good question. That's a damn good question. <laughs> Let's see. The lowest, not the suicide attempt, because that was pre-diagnosis. Uh-huh. It would have been living at the Fundy house when I was in the basement around back surgery time. Okay. So we knew you had EDS. Mm-hmm. So we assumed that since I have the same symptoms, yeah. that I have EDS. And it, it was along the lines of the mourning piece, like losing, yeah. like, you know, dealing with the fact that your future is now altered permanently in your head. And I was fighting that so hard. I was like, I can't be this diagnosis. Yeah. Like, I refuse to, to be it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'd explain it to certain people, maybe like four people. And that was it. Like, yeah. this is what's going on with me. Now leave me alone in my dark cave and I right. would cry myself to sleep forever. Right. It was bad. And and I was on that was when I was on a lot of meds, too. So I was just emotional wreck. Right. God, how did I even survive that? And thinking about it now, like I had manic depression going on. It got rough. Yeah. Like three times. So it got really bad. But that was the 
<laughs> that was the worst of it. Yeah. And it, it it got it got dark. And it was it was a lot of that. I I don't want to be EDS. I can't be EDS. Yeah. And that was when it was getting worse. Mm -hmm. It's it's not so much that I had realized I EDS. It was the progression and how quick it was happening. Yeah. Like that startles me when that happens. Yeah. No, I completely understand. Like anytime something new pops up. Yeah. And especially like with the movement disorder piece, I don't think I've processed it all the way through because like I haven't thought about what having a movement disorder entails mm -hmm. necessarily. I'm just like, I just need someone to help me with it. Um, but yeah, no, I understand that. Like, and it for me, it wasn't, I can't be the illness. It was, I can't be the body. Right. Because for me, like the body is the source of what hurts me. Right. Well, I, I mean, they equate the same way in yeah. my head mm -hmm. as like a separate. Yeah. But that was, it's like imagining that your body is forcing itself on you. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I... I don't know if you understand when what this could feel like. that you can't do things. Yeah. Yeah. And that was it. And God, I don't really know what took me out of it. Because when you're depressed, I'm not sure how anyone gets out of depression. Yeah. I'm not sure how I got out of it other than medication and a lot of time. effort. Yeah. And time. That's the other piece. And that's like we talked about before. Things can feel like forever. Oh, yeah. And especially like with EDS, when you have bad I want to say episodes, but they're not really episodes because it's like a cycle. Right. Like it comes in waves and sometimes it's horrible and other times it's manageable. So I don't know. It's Yeah. Pulling yourself out of it. There's a lot of like, you just have to trust that it won't be forever. Right. It's, it's one thing to know it and it's another thing to believe yes. it. Yeah. Right. Like, well, and to be able to pull yourself away from the feelings enough to examine them. Yeah. And that's, that's the hard part. Is being able to kind of take a step back and go, okay, I feel this way, but is this accurate? Yeah. I think a lot of it was starting at New Health and doing therapy. And therapy mm -hmm. really didn't work on specifically like depression or anything, but accepting the fact that things have happened. Yeah. Because there was a lot of denial, a lot of my own gaslighting. Right. Like, that wasn't that bad. It was, yeah. you know what I mean? Coming to terms with that helped a lot. Mm -hmm. And then working on the body at the same time yeah well and that's the thing is like finding things that you can do yeah for the body or to manage the body and like for right now you're doing exactly that working out every morning mm -hmm. so yeah that's interesting but yeah not knowing what you what pulled you out is i i don't know i've always kind of felt that too where i'm like it just is or it isn't <laughs> that's just yeah it either is horrible or it's not it's it's such a weird mindset like it's so hard to describe depression to people who haven't had it because it's not just being sad it's it's so much more yeah. like yesterday when i had that manic episode i was like uh, everything was wrong mm -hmm. just everything and yeah. there was no point to anything i did and everything sucked right well and that's when the no anxiety reason. starts to build because yeah. you're like trapped in this feeling in this world that you've made for yourself and you're like yeah where what is this how do i get out yeah i want off mr bones wild ride yes. yeah. please yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah it's interesting that was a good one yeah. it's a good question now it's your turn haha -ha. i have to come up with a question now yeah. <laughs> Man, i don't know i know everything there's to know about you 
Mostly, yeah. <laughs> my brain was like, ask her when her birthday is. Like, I know when it is. Ask her anyways. It'll be funny. <laughs> What's your birthday? My brain? Why are you like this? Can we just ask a normal question, please? It's like the other day. While you're thinking, I'll tell the story of the Gatorade. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I manage my um, dysautonomia symptoms with lots and lots of Gatorade that I make from the powder mix. And so yesterday, when I was coming over to kind of like just we were venting, it was a bad day. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to make Gatorade and then I'll be right over. And your brain went. <laughs> make Gatorade? What are you, a fucking wizard? Because he forgot that there's a powder. <laughs> yeah, totally. I was like, who the fuck makes Gatorade? Is there some like Etsy recipe somewhere <laughs> to make Gatorade? It's oh, homemade. There's... It's mostly table salt. It's, yeah. <laughs> and some sugar. It's, it's just salty powder. sugar water. <laughs> With some blue dye in it. I don't know. <laughs> and then I messaged her. I was like, the first thing that came to my mind. I don't know why, but like I know there's a powder. Yep. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> My question to you, are you a fucking wizard? <laughs> I am. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had a good question and then I lost it. Oh, no. We enjoyed life too much for a second. <laughs> Bring the sadness back. <laughs> oh, I have a, I have a question. It's a good question. Okay. Have you have you been dealing or coming to terms with your, your future anxiety at all? Like, have you made progress at all? Yes. And no, I guess. So, I don't know. I think for me, it was a lot of like I had to verbally process the feeling itself. Yeah. Um, and then once that part's out of the way, I can kind of logic around it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, first of all, I don't have to make those big decisions for another year or so. Um, and then just reminding myself that it gets different. Yeah. And that kind of that little mantra helps me to remember that, like, however I'm feeling now it's not going to apply. <laughs> so things get different. And yeah. I think I said it in the last episode. It's like, if it's not okay, it will be, and then it won't be. And then it will be again, because that's how the world works. We just go in circles mm -hmm. and not to make it like existential. So <laughs> please God, don't take it that way. Cause that's horrible. But yeah, I think for me, it's a lot of like reminding myself that I have options and I have time and that I don't have to make that call right now. Right. And that I can bring it back to the now focused piece. And that helps with that anxiety a lot because, yeah, I don't plan. I'm not a planner at all. Right. I'm just not built that way. I used to try it. Yeah. Like just... in, in attempts to grab for control mm -hmm. in my life, I would try and make plans. And then yeah. if if the plan fell through, there was the end of the universe. Yeah. Like, so you're like, oh, I'm a failure. Yeah, I couldn't even do this one simple thing that I set up myself as a goal. Yep. But and then you know it's it's EDS related or right. Uh, yeah. Or out of spoons or yeah. Right. Or your body does that thing where it forces you to rest. Yeah. Where you're like, no, bud, you're done. <laughs> you're done. It's oh, time no, to lay bud. down. We're done there, bud. Yeah. Oh. No more. <laughs> no more upright for you. Let's go to Minnesota. Eh? <laughs> oh, bud. You're done. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. No, I think that that kind of bringing it back to the now yeah. helps a lot. Because, yeah, I get that I have stakes, but, like, nothing's changed, really. Right. It's only my thinking that's changed. 
And so once you can, I have to adapt. To yeah. That. Once you can internalize that, that it's hard to describe. Not like it's a release. It's like, you know, the things are going to change. Yeah. You just got to be adaptable. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's also that like, if I'm grabbing for control, like what do I have control of? I have control of now. Exactly. So if I want to grab for control, now is the time mm-hmm. to direct that energy. So, yeah, a, a lot of the depression was beat that way. Yeah, because a lot of the a lot of the depression that wasn't EDS based had to do with um, Jen's work situation mm-hmm. when she had that horrible job. Yeah, well, and she was gone so often. Oh God, I saw her once a month for a year. Yeah, she worked it's awful eighty plus hours every week with a baby. With a baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was preggers through it, and then Rory <sighs> happened, and then she quit that job, and then they went back. And, yeah, and that was just stressful as hell. Like, yeah, our living well, and, situation was dependent on her job, and yeah, well, and not knowing what was wrong with you, right? Because I was like, I need kids. to bring money to the table. Yeah, what's wrong with me? Right. A yeah. lot of self hate. Yeah, I get that. But once once you can internalize the, you can manage. Yeah, like, just be adaptable to the situation. Right. Focus just, on the now. Exactly. And right now, what can I control right now? I can throw stuff at you. Can I control that? I don't know. <laughs> I might not be in control. Intrusive of- <laughs> thoughts. Ready? Go. <laughs> hit her. Hit her with everything in the room. Okay. So I have maybe a trigger warning for this question. Uh-oh. Just so you guys know. Um, since you've been there a couple times, what kind of led up to the suicidality? Mm. What mm. feelings were behind that? can take me a second to process processing <laughs> like first i have to Loading. remember yeah i told the neurologist the same thing he was like what does it feel like and i'm like ah uh, hold on let me <laughs> if i'm not in pain right now it's hard to, it's hard to fix go through it. my rolodex mm-hmm. <laughs> remember hopelessness was was huge mm-hmm. before diagnosis when it was like a serious when i had to get locked up they put me on hold that was no there was no solution Mm -hmm. i was super frustrated at myself and i blamed myself for everything that was going wrong at the time Mm -hmm. when a lot of it was like just money stuff and like jen was out of her bad job and looking for a job and i was just i was a mess (laughs) There, there was a lot of stuff going on yeah at that time both eds related and not Mm -hmm. and it was it was i was like there's you hit a point when you don't care and that's can be scary yep when you're like oh i could do this and i wouldn't give a shit Mm -hmm. and then you start acting it out and then you're like okay i should probably get help yeah (laughs) it was like the middle of the night and i woke jen i was like jen i think i need to go on suicide watch she's like why because i kind of slipped my wrists shit (laughs) she was like yeah, we'll find someone to watch the kids and go. Oh I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. It was bad, but it was. It was it, the only way I can describe it is hopelessness that leads into the, I don't whatever word you would describe that feeling of just. Yeah. Whatever. Like you just turn off. Right. Yeah. You're, there's no emotionality anymore. Yeah. There's just a solution. Mm-hmm. And it's not the right solution, but it's there. Yeah. And you're like, oh, hey, I could just do this. I don't think I've been that close to the edge since since living at parents' house. Yeah. 
that I think like I've I've had a lot of like really bad emotional breakdowns that have happened over the years Mm -hmm. but I think like I don't know the lack of control was really big for me and it felt like shouting into the void yeah and no one was hearing me and no one could see me and I felt completely invisible and like I was wearing this label on my forehead that was just wrong yeah and I was tired of being the problem (laughs) yeah 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 so I think that's the closest I ever came. But no, that sounds that sounds pretty fucking close. Though. Yeah, like that's I was just that hopelessness that it is... wouldn't go through and that they would find me and then I'd be locked up and then blah blah blah. So I never, yeah, went that far. But yeah, the yeah. not being heard piece is mm-hmm. huge. Yeah, and a lot of that's just n- there's no answer. Like right when you don't know what's wrong with you, when everyone says you're fine, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there's something clearly wrong with yeah. you, but you can't name it or point right. at it. Right. And then I think like lack of communication skills played yeah. a huge role because I anytime I tried to communicate what was going on, it was it just wrong. Yeah. And then I was mad at myself because I couldn't articulate what I needed to. And no matter what I said, it was getting interpreted the wrong way in some way or another. So, yeah, the worst part about it is like when it might not be universal, but like understanding that no one can help you. Mm-hmm. Like I've reached out to people. And they're like, okay. Yeah. I mean, literally, there's nothing I can do for you. But right. I was like, yeah, that's true. I But they say reach out. So I'm trying to reach out now. Right. Extending the arm. Yeah. And then being shut down. And then people are like, shake your hand and walk away. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, no, pull me out. Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not on them, though. You know. Oh, yeah. I mean. No. But I mean, it was. Yeah. And that's where the like communication piece comes in. Because how do you communicate that when you're. Just a little <laughs> traumatized. I'm not choking on water. <laughs> Just breathing it. It's fine. <coughs> Blah. You all right? Nope. I'll be fine. <laughs> I'm not all right, but I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So, no, I don't have a question for you. All right. That's fine by I'll me. I'll come up with questions next time. Yes. It was just the thought I had that, yeah. you know, we could. I think it'd be fun. Because, yeah, I don't think we've, like. More opinionated stuff. Right. Yeah. All right, my friends. Thanks for coming along. We super appreciate it. Um, Again, like, share, subscribe, comment. We'd love to hear from you. And join our Discord. It is in the link down below. Yeah. We don't know where to post this for people who need it. We just don't know how to spread word. Right. We're not good at that. Yeah. So if you know people or you know people who know people, just saying. Send them an episode and don't explain. Yeah. It doesn't have to be about EDS either. (laughs) We're open to everything. Yep. Like a lot of our experiences are universal. So Right. Especially within like chronic illnesses and yeah. invisible illnesses as a whole. Yeah. So yeah. Diversify. Send it. Share it wide and far. <laughs> All right, my friends. <laughs> this is where we'll say goodbye. Take care. Have a good one. Indeed.